0: Well, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about boundaries. You'll find more information and links to several resources that I mentioned in the episode, all in the show notes for this episode at slash 442. Before we start, though, I do want to ask for your help with something. We have been, for the last two or three weeks, talking about elements of the GTD system, the Getting Things Done system of productivity developed by or published by um, David Allen. And last week, we talked about capture and that particular element of the system. We will talk more about the other elements in upcoming episodes, but I have had some requests to talk about some of the types of tools that we can use for capturing and managing our tasks and commitments and the information that comes into our lives. So I'm working on an episode about that, and I would love to include your input on this particular topic. I am hoping that if you like what you're using for task management, for managing your commitments, you know, your calendar, that sort of thing, for capturing information that comes into your life that you need to refer to, you know, in the future, I would love it if you would share what that is, what tools or approach you use to manage your tasks, your projects, your commitments, uh, appointments, things like that and information, including why you've chosen that particular tool or approach, what you like about it, and so on. You can share your thoughts for this episode that I'm preparing by email. You can either type it up or record a voice memo on your phone and then email it to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can simply go to the website at theproductivewoman.com And you'll see on the right-hand side of each page, I think it's on every page, a little button that says, send me a voice message. You can click on that and record your answer right there. If you send a voice message to be a part of this upcoming episode, either by email or through that button on the website, I would be able to then include that in the recording or your recording in the actual episode. So when you record it, please start by letting me know who you are, just your first name, something like, hi, this is Susan from San Diego, and here's what I use, or however you want to say it, or hi, I'm Leanne from London. Uh, Just give us a name and kind of where you're from, because that's always fun to know, and keep your message to about a minute, minute and a half at the most, so that I can include as many Uh, bits of input as possible. I would really appreciate hearing from you on this and being able to include what's working for you because I know what I've used and I've done a lot of research on different kinds of tools, but the best input comes from people who are actually using these various tools. And so I look forward to hearing from you. All right. So let's get into this week's topic on boundaries. I've had several conversations in the past few months with women who are in some cases struggling with overwhelm often tied to dealing with trying to figure out how to navigate certain difficult relationships with people they care about while still managing all the other things that matter to them, their careers or jobs, their community involvement, caring for their home and their children and so on. Whether at home or at work, often our ability to be as productive as we want to be is affected by the things that other people expect of us, whether or not those expectations are reasonable. So setting boundaries is a critical skill for everybody, but I think it can be especially important for us as women due to the way we've been raised to societal expectations and uh, traditional gender roles that often place additional demands on our time and energy or just our desire to to help and care for other people and so on. And establishing clear boundaries can help us as women to maintain a sense of balance and well-being in our personal and our professional lives And so I wanted to talk today about some key aspects to consider when it comes to us as women and setting boundaries. And so I did a lot of research because I'm certainly not an expert on this topic and not always very good at it. So you know me, when I talk about a topic like this, when I start to research it, I always start with defining my terms sorry, I'm a lawyer. That's what we do. And so I went and kind of did some research on what does, what does it mean to set a boundary? What are boundaries? And there was a lot of good input in, there are a ton of articles about this. Uh, Obviously this is an issue that a lot of us as women deal with. And so there are tons of resources out there and I linked to several of them in the show notes for this episode. So definitely check that out if you if you want to look more into it. So one article put it this way. A a boundary is an imaginary line that separates me from you. It separates your physical space, your feelings, needs, and responsibilities from others. Your boundaries also tell other people how they can treat you, what's acceptable and what isn't. Without boundaries, people may take advantage of you because you haven't set limits about how you expect to be treated. I thought that was really good and I think a lot of us, you know, can can nod our heads at that description. One article talked about psychological boundaries or the standard by which we want people to treat us and noted that those can be hard to identify. And this writer said, psychological boundaries are also less fixed and change depending on circumstances such as the situation, one's values, and cognitive, physical, and emotional capacity. A therapist wrote an article about struggles women have with boundaries and defined it this way. She says, a boundary is a container around your time mental and emotional energy, relationships, physical body, and material and energetic resources. Another article on psychcentral.com goes into more detail about the kinds of boundaries we might need to think about and tells us that personal boundaries are simply the lines we draw for ourselves in terms of our level of comfort around others. And the article goes on to say these boundaries may have to do with Physical contact, maybe not feeling comfortable hugging a person you've just met. Uh, Verbal interactions, not wanting a friend or family member to speak down to you. Our own personal space, choosing not to have others in your home when you aren't there. And the article says these boundaries typically fall into a few specific categories. And I thought this was a really good summary, which is why I wanted to share it. Uh, The categories are emotional, that is protecting our own emotional well-being, physical, protecting our physical space, sexual, protecting our needs and safety sexually, workplace, protecting our ability to do our work without interference or drama, material, protecting our personal belongings, and time, protecting the use and misuse of our time. And finally, this writer says, boundaries can also exist in a variety of situations, including at work, at home, when visiting family, and when out with friends. So I thought this particular article is a really good kind of summary and and articulation of where boundaries are important. Some examples of boundaries that we might want to set. Uh, One article talks about them in a work context and... uh, Suggest examples such as refusing to allow others to speak to you in a rude or condescending manner. Protecting your space, meaning when a door is closed, it's closed. It doesn't mean somebody can knock and walk in anyway. Uh, Setting priorities for the day based on how you best work. Instituting a zero-tolerance policy on office gossip and refusing to be the fixer, that is, the one who everyone goes to when something needs to be done and done right. So these are examples this article offers of boundaries we might want to set in, in our workplace. Shauna Waters, PhD, in a post on the BetterUp.com blog, suggests some boundaries in relationships and says this, The bottom line is that our boundary setting should make us feel respected in our relationships. And then she offers five examples of healthy relationship boundaries, such as expecting others to communicate during disagreements with maturity, letting go of codependency and having your own identity, asking for personal space and quiet when you're working, voicing your concerns rather than holding on to resentment, and leaving the situation when someone is communicating disrespectfully with you. So those are examples of boundaries that we can set with other people and in various situations. And we'll talk a little bit more about how to do that in a minute, but what I kept asking myself and thinking about as I was researching this is, why do we have such a hard time setting boundaries? I've had so many different conversations with smart, educated, caring women who really struggle with this issue, with setting boundaries. And one therapist wrote an article that I thought helped in many ways. She identified several reasons that we struggle with setting boundaries. One of them, she says, is guilt. She says, we're used to taking the blame for other people's feelings and feel guilty when we don't meet the nice girl norm. Uh, She says, so many of us were raised in cultures that expect women to be polite, please others, look a certain way, and play by the rules, and never complain. Uh, So guilt is one reason we struggle with setting boundaries. Another one she identified is this fear of not belonging. She says, we fear that others won't like us or our choices, often out of a deeper fear of abandonment or the loss of a relationship. And a third reason that she mentioned was FOMO, fear of missing out. And she says in the article, this manifests itself in this way. We will say, sure, I'll do that thing I really don't have time, energy, or desire to do. And she says, even if it's something that you really want to do, that still doesn't mean you have room for it in your schedule. Setting boundaries, she says, does not always mean saying no to others, but can often mean saying no to ourselves. And I thought that was a really good point. We uh, fail to set boundaries because we're afraid if we don't do this thing, we might miss an opportunity or miss a, a chance to interact with other people or whatever it might be. So guilt, the fear of not belonging, or this fear of missing out are three reasons and there are others, and she talks about them in this article, and there were, are several others in the links that I mentioned in the show notes for this episode that talked about reasons why we as women often struggle with setting boundaries. So keeping all that in mind, as I kind of tried to synthesize what I read in the various articles I came up with several important concepts to consider in setting boundaries. And the first one that showed up in various places is this idea of self-awareness. Understanding personal values, priorities, and limitations can help us to establish boundaries that align with our needs and our goals. Reflecting on what is important and non-negotiable can serve as a foundation For setting boundaries, I love the way one writer said it. Be present with what is, identify with awareness, and check in with your body. Anger is often a sign that your boundaries are getting crossed. We physically and emotionally feel when things are not right. And she says, let that guide you. There's most likely a boundary that needs to be set. So it starts with really honoring and becoming aware of what matters to us, what's important, and using that as that basis for setting reasonable boundaries. And then the next step is to communicate them. Clearly communicating our boundaries is essential to ensure that others understand and respect them. We need to be assertive when expressing our needs and preferences, whether it's with family, with friends, or with colleagues. And note the difference between being assertive and being aggressive and angry. I think what often happens, and we end up feeling guilty about this, is we put up with something for so long that it drives us, you know, it's driving us crazy. And then we react out of anger and we speak out of anger and that's not helpful. So thinking about it ahead of time and speaking assertively but not aggressively and not angrily to communicate what our boundaries are, can make all the difference in the world. Setting and communicating boundaries isn't about telling other people what they must do. Uh, Brooke Castillo has talked about this in a number of her podcast episodes, and I'll try to remember to link to a couple of those because I think this is really important. Setting boundaries isn't saying you can't do this or you must do this other thing. Setting boundaries isn't about telling other people what they must do because other people get to make their own choices. We don't control other people. We only control ourselves, our responses, our behavior. So setting and communicating boundaries is about letting other people know in a calm and non-threatening way where we have drawn the line in our own life. It's basically about clearly and calmly saying, if you do X, then I'm going to do why. So for instance, if you shout or swear at me, I will hang up the phone or leave the room. Or if you are late to our meeting or outing or whatever, I'll wait for you 10 minutes and then I'm going to leave without you. There's great advice in one article that I read that says this, if you're dealing with someone who is perpetually late, communicate this to them ahead of time. Let them know you will be leaving after a certain amount of time has passed. Still, this writer says, try not to sound accusatory. Consider acknowledging that you two have different personalities. You're not trying to change them, but you need to set time boundaries for yourself because you can't afford or don't want to wait any longer. And I just thought that was a great way of articulating this particular one because it's a situation a lot of us deal with, right? Someone who we care about, whether it's a, a friend or a family member or a colleague at work who is just perpetually late, never shows up on time no matter how much you know leeway you give them. And so as a, a means of protecting our own time and productivity, this is a boundary that we can set just to say, you know, I, you and I feel differently about time. I need to have some boundaries so that I can get my things done that are important to me. So here's what I'm going to do. And that's a, a really important distinction to make in terms of communicating the boundaries that you've set. The article that I mentioned earlier on psychcentral.com says, Setting boundaries is simply about communicating your needs for healthy interaction to someone else. And the article acknowledges it isn't always easy. Not everyone may like or understand your boundaries or your reasons for setting them. But if you don't set those boundaries, and I would say if you don't communicate them, You certainly can't expect them to be followed. So, communicating our boundaries once we've identified what they are, and doing it before it gets to that point that we've, you know, we lose our temper or out of frustration, we lash out and say things maybe that we would regret. Another concept to keep in mind with respect to boundaries is the whole concept of work-life balance. And I kind of cringe when I say that phrase because I, you know, we can get into this in another episode, but we all know that work-life balance doesn't mean having the perfect amount of time for each thing all the time. But establishing boundaries between work and personal life can prevent one area from taking over the other. And that's something we all most of us need to work on, right? Setting designated work hours, creating a dedicated workspace, disconnecting from work during personal time can help create a clear separation between professional and personal responsibilities. And it is an important element, an important boundary or set of boundaries that most of us need to set for ourselves in order to protect our mental well-being and our energy and all of those things an important component of setting boundaries is simply saying no we sometimes feel pressured to take on additional responsibilities or meet others expectations even at the expense of our own well-being and I know many women who do this I've had lots of conversations with women who do this so if that's you you're not alone Learning to say no and prioritizing self-care can help maintain balance and prevent burnout. And we've talked about this in the past, so I'm not going to go into a lot of detail here, but um, check out some of the other episodes where we've talked about this way back at the very beginning of this podcast in episode eight, we talked about saying no gracefully And then back in episode 373, we talked about saying no and yes in November. And so those are two good resources to look at if you are wanting to get better at saying no. Um, Setting emotional boundaries is important. And this is probably, in, in many ways, this may be the biggest issue where we struggle. We need to be able to set emotional boundaries to protect our mental health. Now, this might involve limiting exposure to toxic relationships, avoiding doing the emotional labor for other people, and setting aside time for self-reflection and self-care. I think this can be the, uh, the hardest thing. Setting these emotional boundaries can be the hardest thing for all of us who need to set boundaries with people we care about. Um, one writer recommends working on our thinking as we set these type of boundaries in particular. This writer says, first of all, reframe your fear of hurting others. Setting boundaries can sometimes feel like hurt to those affected by your choices. So it is important to reframe the situation into an act of love for yourself and for them. Let them know why what you're doing is the best for both of you. And if they don't get it, That's their problem, not yours. Again, I think this is probably the hardest one. When we try to set a boundary, uh, I I remember um, Brooke Castillo talking about setting a boundary with her mother-in-law who would drop in unannounced to visit the grandchildren and often did it at times that were difficult for, for her. And eventually she had to set a boundary and just say, she didn't say, you can't come, you can't see your grandchildren. She said, if you come without telling me, I won't answer the door. And, you know, had that conversation. Now that could be perceived as a very hurtful kind of boundary, but it was something she needed to do. And she articulated it as gently and as compassionately as she could and explained why it was important. And then it was up to the mother-in-law to decide how she was going to take it. This same article recommended, honor your grief about setting boundaries. The article says, sometimes a boundary means a loss or feels like one. Honor the feelings of grief that may come up as these are honest truths that deserve to be recognized. Take care of yourself in these moments so that you can fully honor your choices. And I think of this one in terms of if you've got a relationship, a friend, for instance, that is just always overstepping or always saying hurtful things or or whatever, this person cannot respect your boundaries and you have to limit the time in that relationship. This is somebody perhaps that you care about very much, but... For whatever reason, the relationship is not healthy for either one of you. There's going to be a grief, a feeling of grief there because it feels like a loss if you're uh, starting to limit time with someone that you've cared about in the past. Honor those is what this writer says. Honor those feelings of grief and take care of yourself in that time. So setting emotional boundaries is a key important area that we need to work on. Um, Another set of resources that I looked at talked about time management in the context of setting boundaries. Basically, the idea is that efficient time management can help us as women to allocate time for the various aspects of our lives, including work, family, and self-care. Prioritizing tasks, delegating responsibilities, and setting realistic goals can help us to maintain control over our schedules and uphold our boundaries. And so all the things we talk about in this podcast in terms of managing our time, our energy, our attention, all those resources that we have can help us in setting and upholding the boundaries that we have created in our life. And finally, the, there's a great rec, set of recommendations of developing a support network. Building a support system of understanding friends, family, and colleagues can make it easier for us to maintain our boundaries. So connecting with other women who face similar challenges can provide encouragement, of advice, and solidarity. And this can show up in many different ways, just whoever your friends are, having conversations with them about this. Sometimes you can get the support you need through something like a mastermind meeting. I'm just now wrapping up the first set of mastermind groups in the productive woman community. And it's really been uh, rewarding to me to see the women support each other. In some of these very kinds of issues, a boundary setting is a big part of it. And finding a system like that, a group of women who you can talk to, the benefit of a mastermind might be that it's a group of women that you're not close to at the beginning. They're not part of your everyday life. And so you can be more open and and frank about the conversations and get support without uh, the other person feeling threatened by what your concerns are. So consider that. By setting and maintaining boundaries, women can create a healthier balance between their personal and professional lives, allowing them to fulfill their roles and responsibilities while also prioritizing their own well-being. That is something we can all benefit from. And I encourage you to consider that. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Is there a person or a situation in your life where you struggle with setting appropriate boundaries? What has worked for you? I'd love to hear from you about that. And it may be something we can revisit in the future and share some of your input. You can share your thoughts on this or your questions in the comment section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 442. And that's the same place where if you scroll down uh, through the show notes, you'll come to the list of links of various articles and resources if you want to dig a little more deeply into this concept of boundaries. And then below that is where you'll find the comments box where you can leave a comment or a question there. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. That is open and available to anybody. But if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that is a private group that you can uh, find and ask to, to join. And that's a great place to continue conversations like this to maybe look for some support and encouragement if there's an area where you're struggling with setting boundaries and provide support to other women who maybe struggle as well. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I'd love to hear from you. Remember to help me out with this upcoming episode by sharing your favorite tools or approaches or systems for capturing tasks, commitments, and important information. I'm going to be talking about that in a couple of weeks. So if you've got a thought, you can email me either a typed message or a voice recording from your phone at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And maybe in the subject line, just put productivity tools or or something like that. So I'll know that that's a a message about this particular episode topic. Uh, You can also click on that. Leave me a message button on the right-hand margin of the Productive Woman website at theproductivewoman.com. Remember, if you're going to send a voice message, which I would love because then I can drop that into the episode as we're editing it and putting it together. Um, So, whether if you're going to send a voice message either via email or using that button on the website, be sure to let us know your first name and your city, state, or country so we know where you're coming from. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was a good use of your time. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.